Hey, we live! I had a thought. That's dangerous. Obviously, Matt. It's Jared, aka J Rod. Yeah, I've always been scared of the Grinch. Touched my belly button and it's just fucking wrong. Shout out to Jim Carrey. Lost my job. We're pretty lucky on the Gold Coast, I think. Welcome back. First podcast of May 2021. Uh, it is the Labor Day public holiday. I'm sitting here with Jared this yeah, morning. Hey. Howdy. That is me. How you doing? Pretty good. It's good. What's new? Not much. Not much? Not much at all. Still just working. Bugger. Bugger. Busy? Um, no. Shame. No, we've been... Um, pretty much the restaurant is empty an hour and a half before we close. Makes so. it easy, though. Get home on time. Yeah. Beauty what we want yep so today we are joined by our second guest harvey rivers good morning lads how are you yeah good thanks mate how are you good very good it's good to have you on yeah been talking about it for a while yeah harvey, harvey's one of our og listeners um i think well, everyone's an og listener we're on episode six yeah. aren't we? seven something like that so yeah but harvey's been with us from the start as what i'm been one of my mates for about 12 months um, so it's good to have him on. So we're going to launch right into Harvey's set of six. We'll start with the obvious question. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Hereford, which is uh, in, in England, as you can probably tell by the accent. Where, like for people who don't know England, where the, where's Hereford? So it's it's West Midlands. So uh, annoyingly, annoyingly for people like myself, everyone says it's in Wales. Oh, so right. You get the Wales channel. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so we're, we're kind of like an hour south of Birmingham. Right. Um, around that way towards Cardiff. Yeah, that's but what I was going to say. I don't most know what the fuck is. Not in Wales. For not in Wales. <laughs> right. Um, and you were there how long? All my life until I left for, left, left for Australia, which is probably about 18 months ago now. Yeah, sure. Um, I was there until I left school um, and then kind of bobbed around with, with football. Yep. Uh, moved to a few different places there, uh, and, and uni in between. Yeah, uh, but kind of ended up back there before making the move over. Super. Um, occupation. What are you? What are you doing for work? I'm a recruitment consultant, mate. Um, so I stepped away from the restaurant game, which is obviously where we met. Yeah. Um, yeah, just selling dreams now, mate. Tell, so telling people they want jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're in construction. Yeah, civil construction and yeah. engineering. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you've only got to take a drive along the Gold Coast at the moment. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a busy, busy time at the moment. Um, but unfortunately, there's not too many people around. So if you're listening and you are an engineer, call in and yeah, uh, we can get you a nice job. How, how does Fair it work, enough. being a recruitment consultant? Do the jobs seek you out and then you then seek the employees out? It's a bit of both. So you have some of the bigger companies, you have long-standing kind of relationships where they'll, when there's vacancies, they'll reach out. Or if they've tried their own process and they're struggling, yeah. they'll come to you. Um, but at the same time, there's that business development side of things where you've got to go and chase. Yeah, right. Um, you know, you do a lot of ad chases off Seek. Yeah. Um, just kind of reaching out, see how people are getting on. Most of, it, most of the time, the guys, if you haven't worked with them before, they'll tell you to go and stick it. Yeah, right. Um, and then you call them back in two weeks. And yeah, they, still yeah, yeah. they still haven't found anyone. And then, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then they do want to work with you. Come crawling back. So yeah. is it being in construction, is it more so you get your, tr like, for lack of a better word, you get kind of like your tradies and your shit kickers that you're dealing with? Or is it more like higher up construction workers that you have to deal with? Yeah, I'm white collar. 
Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, on the civil side, anything that's like a civil supervisor and upwards project manager. So the people that you're dealing with are like more so professionals than, than yeah. tradies and labourers and things yeah, like there's, that? Yeah, there's, uh, some of them are big dogs. Yeah, um, we, we have trades and labour. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do that myself. Like yeah, say, that'd be yeah. that'd be a rough, yeah, rough yeah. crowd. <laughs> yeah, they, they they meet some interesting people. Yeah, yeah, big time. To deal with how some interesting how does the commission side of that work? How do you make money off getting people jobs? Like, so, so they pay you to find them workers. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they come in. You obviously you do all your processes to the point where you get people interviews with them. Um, effectively, when when someone's placed yep. uh, and they get the job. You, you get a percentage. The company gets a fee of the package, a yep. percentage fee of the package that the employer, the employee is on, um, and then obviously as consultants, we get a percentage again of that. Yeah, right. So you have your targets each month. You have to bill, so you have to bill over X amount. Yep. And then you start earning a percentage of anything you bill over that. Damn. Potential to make some good money. Yeah, man. Yeah. Some guys have a really big month and take home a good. Yeah, good whopping package of commission. Shit. Um, you know, if you don't, then it's quite a month for you. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, then you're not probably not in the right industry, right? Yeah. Um, favorite sports team can be more than one. Oh, one and only Man United. <laughs> Can't look past them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I'll knew that, that coming. Yeah. yeah I know. That was <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's all right. Um, all-time favorite song or current favorite song? Like, what do you, what are you listening to? Mate, I'm currently. Oh, oh, I'm trying to think. Currently, at the moment, I'm. Uh, I saw Ocean Alley actually. Yeah. So I went to watch Ocean Alley at Miami Marquette. I think it was just after Christmas, and they were brilliant. Yeah. Um. So I've been all over there. So kind of like, well, not relatively fresh on the scene, but they're kind of fresh into the, like the mainstream mainstream scene, right? Yeah, massively. Yeah. Oh, mate, mate, they were brilliant in terms of kind of guys you see. You know, you hear them on recordings. You go and see them live, and you're like, yeah, it's good. But yeah. these guys were solid. Even better, yeah. Awesome. They were brilliant. I'd pay to go and see them again. Yeah. Um, in terms of favorite song, mate, I have to be a typical pommy here and uh, Oasis. So Oasis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not Wonderwall, not Wonderwall, mate. Yeah. yeah, Live Forever. That's uh, nice. That's a big one. Um, guilty, t- guilty pleasure TV show. I know Brit's got you watching some weird shit, so lay it on us. What What's something that you wouldn't tell your football mates that you're watching at home? Oh. Mate, you're going to get hammered for this. Um, <laughs> we, well, Britt was watching it, and obviously, you know. If Britt's watching it, you're watching it. Yeah, kind of doing what I'm told, sat on the sofa yep. as, a, as a good lad. Yep. Uh, the Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, dear. Yeah, yuck. Is it uh, one of those things that now you're hooked in? Yeah. And you want to watch it? I'm yeah. invested. Yeah, I'm dude. Invested. And the reason Big I'm time. invested, there's a pommy, there's an old pommy lady on there, and right. she is brilliant. She's yeah. got no filter. She just speaks her mind, and it, it has me in absolute stitches. Um, oh, yeah. And it's one of those things, yeah, when you've watched seven seasons, you know. Seven seasons? <laughs> Holy shit. Fuck. So no. it's not a guilty pleasure, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Like, you're the proper into She actually comes home from work now, and I'm there, on yeah. the sofa. With, Watching with, it, with, catching with, up. With, yeah. A glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. A face Beautiful. mask. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, Kick had me a couple of years ago watching, and yeah, this one's a big one. And me and, me and Brock were locked in as well. We used to lay, all three of us, on the couch and watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, you are Go, joking. Dude, big time. Go through seasons of Drag Race. And like, same thing, I started, I'm like, this is fucked. And then I was coming home, and she was about to watch it. I'm like, hang on, like, let me get my shit in order, and I'll come watch mm. it with you. I was hooked. It's fucking, like... 
it's it's a it's a rough one to admit, but yeah. it was fucking like we used to sit there and bond over it. I think I've tried. I think I've tried. I think I've watched the first five minutes. It's, dude, like, it's it's full on, but once you get yeah. past that, it's kind of tolerable. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I, don't I know. just can't. I just can't understand it. You know, yeah. it's yeah. There's a lot of there's like a lot of petty shit that I kind of just like live for because I feel like I'm a petty fucker as well. Like I like yeah. to like nip at people. Do you like petty a, like. Do you like a bit of gossip? Don't yeah, you? big time. Yeah. Um, Phobia. We ask everyone this. What's your biggest phobia? Can be um, unorthodox, like mine, or can be pretty straightforward. Um, it says a couple. Uh, one of them is horses. Really? I don't know why. I've never fallen off a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a uni which was big for horse riding. Yeah, right. Um, so obviously you had all the, the nice rich girls there with yeah, yeah. You know, dads dads paid for their horse yeah, to come yeah, down yeah. and. Yep. Yeah, you used to walk past, you know, the stables to go some of, to some of your lectures, and I just just spent the whole time shitting myself. What about wow. it? Like the sound or the the is it the kick? Not the sound. It's you? just the pure the pure size. Oh, yeah, they're beasts. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've never ridden a horse. I've never fallen off a horse. I've never been kicked by a horse. But it's just something about them. Wow. Is wow. where you're from in England? Is it like countryside? Uh, yeah. So predominantly, yeah. It's it's a city. Right. It's not a big city. There's probably like 60,000 people. Right. Um, but Hereford's renowned for its cattle. Right. So loads of so cows. So you probably would have been like lived around horses your whole life then. Like not like. Been exposed to some as a youngster. Yeah. yeah. I think a, fa- you know, a cousin had a horse at one point. Yeah, right. Um, but again, yeah, it's just something that's. Wow. Something that doesn't sit right. Always creeps me out. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. It's weird, hey, how phobias can be so like general. Mm. People. Like yeah. mine's belly buttons. I was trying to shave myself last night and I almost vomited. It's like it's fucking. Gr- I don't know. I just think it's yeah, the, it's I don't the know point how one. it's like a it's like a vortex into my stomach. It's you can so touch I just your soul can't you? I don't, your oh, it's fucking. Gr- yeah. And like, because obviously, once upon a time, you were fed through your belly, and the idea of that makes me so sick. Yeah, I like to creep Brit out. To be fair, it's kind of we just sat there and I just kind of just slowly just push my finger into her belly button, and she's just kind of looking at me like, "What are you doing?" Matt's eyes are currently closed. <laughs> He's thinking uh, about something else. That's fucked. I'm so grateful that Kick has a belly button ring piercing. So it just yeah. hides the the yeah, the yuck. Um so horses. Anything else? Um, I think a long one for a long time was public transport, but buses in particular. Yeah? Yeah. I think where I lived A lot of chabs. Yeah, plenty of chavs. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of chavs. Some really weird characters. Yeah. And you always seem to find them all on a bus. Yeah, right. Mm. Well, so you wouldn't want them driving, so it's probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah, but the, you kind of go past the driver and he looks like he's caged up. Yeah, yeah. On day release. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's our yeah. trains here, hey. Yeah, but trains are pretty rough. Trains here. is where you find all the weirdos yeah. here. Yeah. But I think it's because our train system's like quite good. In terms of like it reaches a lot of places, yeah. So you could come from Varsity, where like you got your nice houses and things like that, and then you can go past Bethania <laughs> and have <laughs> your have your shit kickers and your scary people. Um, but yeah, I'll be set of six. There you go. Talked all that off. Um, if there are any of our female listeners, yes, he does look as good as he sounds. By the way, <laughs> absolutely. Thanks, lads. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Um, so you mentioned that when you were in the UK, you travelled all around a little bit playing football or soccer, whatever you want to, whichever way you want to go with that. Yeah, football. Tell, yeah. The real football, <laughs> I like to say. Yeah. So tell us a bit about that. When did you start playing? Um, 
I think uh, from a youngster, you know, the minute you can in England, when you when you're growing up, that's what you do. Yeah, you know, out here, I, I love it out here. It's so, such diverse areas that kids go into. You know, there's so many different sports to play, so many different things to do. Yeah. Um, in England, you grow up and you, you're going to be a footballer. Yeah. yeah. That's that's literally it. Every yeah. single lad in the country has that dream. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's awesome, though, right? That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's massive. You've only got you know you've only got to watch the Premier League. Yeah, I know, and yeah. even you know I played probably in the seventh league down. At, at one point, I was playing in the seventh league down from the Premier League. Yep. and I was still earning a living. Yeah, out of the game. Oh, yeah, crazy. So that's, that's the sort of money. Yeah, even filtering down the levels. Whereas here, you've got the A League. Yeah, and you know you, as soon as you drop out that A League, there's nothing in the MPL. There's select clubs that are paying playing select pay, players enough to live off. Yeah. But on the whole, I'd say 80% of guys, it's just that part-time yeah. bit on the side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of was lucky enough to go full-time at 16. So I left school, did my last exam, moved out of home to two days later. Is that, um, when you're 16 in the UK, is that grade 11? Yes. Grade 10? Grade yeah, 10. so we, we finished school at grade 11. Oh, right. Um, and then, yeah, you, you, you kind of go down a path where you go to college, you know, guys go to apprenticeships. Um, so college is more so for trades and things like that? And then you go um, to Yeah, you got your, your A-levels. Yeah, right. Um, so you, you go and pick a few subjects there. Um, myself and one of my best mates at the time, we were lucky enough to go and sign for Cheltenham Town. Damn. So we went full-time there. Um, good experience. But it kind of, it's a funny one. Um, it's a tough life. Yeah. People think that it's the dream. Yeah. Um, but when you're playing at that level, Cheltenham Town in League Two, so yep. that's probably three leagues below the Premier League. And at that level, if you have a career at that level, you'll you'll earn enough to live off. Yep. But you'll retire at 35. Yeah. And you need to go and get a job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You haven't you haven't retired with enough to then live off. No. Yeah. And and along the way, at that level, you're kind of going one year contract to two year contract to yep. one year contract. You know, around the country. Yeah. Yep. So in terms of trying to settle down and build up any sort of base. Yeah. You, you're kind of dictated by by the game. Yeah. Um, so it was a great experience. Loved my time there. How long um, were you there for? Two years. Right. Two years. So at 18, I kind of came away from it. Um, my contract wasn't renewed. Yep. Um, and I thought, you know, do I go down the route of you can go and try or try and get into other teams? But I just kind of knocked the nail on the head there. I went and played good level semi-pro yep. and did my degree. Yeah, right. Um, Which was? Business management. Yep. Yeah, so just thought, go and get go and get a degree, kind of set yourself up a bit. Yep. Um that's kind of the path the path I took. Yep. I know a lot of lads kind of st- stayed on. And then you, what happens is you can stay on and you never really make it and then you drop out of the game at 23, 24. With no With nothing. tickets or anything. Yeah. yeah. Scary, right? Like, when I was going through high school, there were so many guys that... It was like when we are in high school, it looked like they were, they were absolutely going to make it. Mm. Um. And then, yeah, they come out of high school and kind of realise how many other players are so much better than them and then they didn't do too well at school, so now they're looking at doing, you know, their apprenticeships and still earning $13 an hour or whatever, so. Oh, and in England, like I was saying, it's such a competitive game. Yeah. Like, even when you go from school, you sign your scholarship forms. You there's I think there's 92 clubs in the Football League Shit. and there's another 20 in the conference below that yep. that are, are all pro clubs. Yep. So you've got, what, 110 clubs and they're probably... On average, taking a squad of twenty lads from school, each club. Yeah. yeah. So you know you work that out, and it's something. I think they gave us a stat when we first signed it. It was like something like ten thousand new scholars a year, forever, 
and then they say 5% of those go on to get pro contracts. By the time you're 25, something like 0.1% are still in the game. That's fucked. Fuck. That's so fucked. So, you know, yeah, you, you, you're all battling over <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this kind of this one one contract in, yeah. in 10 years' time. Yeah. yeah. And, and you play, because you play keeper, right? Yeah, I'm a goalkeeper. So it's not like you're, like, you know, if you play midfield or something, it's not like you can kind of transition into another position. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're a specialist position. So if you play keeper, you play keeper. You can't be like, oh, yeah, I could probably just, like, transition into striker or something. Yeah. So oh. it's like you have that one position that everyone else is battling for. Like it's not like you can go in and be like, oh yeah, I'm a striker, but oh we have strikers. Oh sweet, I'll play midfield or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've grown up with lads that were strikers all their life, and then they've gone and had a career in the game at right back. Yeah. For example. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. They've been chucked there to fill in. Yeah. And they've had a good game and they've made a career out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a goalkeeper, it's ruthless. Yeah. Um, especially as a young goalkeeper. Yeah. Because it's such a pressure position. Yeah. You know, naturally, managers want experience. So you, you know, even if you get that deal, you're a number two, and you sit on the bench, yeah, for the whole year. Yeah, because yeah. how often you know, your goalkeepers aren't getting injured, really? Are they? No, and yeah. even even as a young lad, you'd go and sign, sit on the bench for the year. If the first team keeper gets injured, they'd go and sign someone on loan. Yeah, 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 yeah. because they don't trust you. Yeah, of course. And that's the kind of that's what you're battling with. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a very cutthroat. Oh, yeah, it is cutthroat, but at the same time, do you know what I mean? Like, I had a great time. Yeah, big some, time. Some yeah. of the, you know, at 16, you, you move away from home, you, all of a sudden you're living in a house with a load of other 16-year-old lads that are doing the same. Yeah. You're, you're on the same journey yeah. away from your parents, and you just, you are playing football all day. Yeah. That'd be so, a great experience. Yeah, big time. Was yeah. your, the, the competition that you were in, was that, like you were travelling all around the country, playing you, every week? Yeah, yeah, so you played every Saturday that, with youth teams, it's tougher. Um, there's not as much budget in there, so you can't kind yep. of. It's not on a national level. Yep. You you're kind of in regions. So right. we were southwest. Right. Um, so we, you know we were going. I was at Cheltenham. We were playing teams like Hereford. That's probably as far north as we went. Right. Um, and then we were going all the way down to places like Exeter, Plymouth. Right. So down on the south coast. Yep. Um, yeah, a lot of travelling, and then you kind of once you play your game, you'd be back to watch the first team game in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So it's a six-day week as well. Yeah, sure. You kind of finish up at six o'clock on a Saturday night, yeah. go home for a night, and then Monday morning back to it. As keeper, what's, like, what team's crowd was the worst that you had to kind of face? Because as keeper, I'm sure you'd get just fucking just heckled, heckled from the yeah. crowd. Yeah, you get some interesting yeah. ones. What kind of home or away game were you always kind of like, fuck... Um, yeah, there's a couple. So, quite funnily, I, I, I actually signed for Hereford, um, you know, after I kind of came out and I was at 19, I, I signed for Hereford, my hometown club. That was my yeah, dream. Right. Yep. You know, it was amazing. Yep. Um, left, ended up leaving there. We had a really good season. I left there um, and went and went signed for Yate Town um, and we had Hereford at home. Right. And if you see non-league grounds in England, it's not like the Premier League grounds where there's yep. distance between the pitch yeah, and the fans. Right. They, those fans are right on you. Right yep. on the sidelines. They are right on top of you. So your hometown was the worst away crowd you had Yeah, to so these are guys, you know, these are guys that were supporting me when I was playing for them. Yeah. And it's that kind of cutthroat in that game. All of a yeah. sudden, they hate you. Yeah. Like, they absolutely fucking hate you. Yeah. And oh, I had... I was taking goal kicks, so you know, you, as you step back to, to go to your run up, you're yep. probably two yards away from the fans, and they were spitting on my back. Oh, I had fuck. pints thrown over my head. Yeah, shit. Uh, they scored, 
And I just remember turning around and seeing this, I think it was an Adidas Gazelle, a shoe fly straight <laughs> past my head. Some lad is that happy. He's took his shoe off and he's, <laughs> he's wanged it straight at my head. Um, Jesus Christ. I feel like those, those soccer crowds, like... They're ruthless. Yeah, in Australia, you've got your passionate fans. But in the UK, they're like violent. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that's th- that's, there's so much passion that it gets violent. Yeah, yeah, another another good one was it was when I was with Truro City. We're playing in the Conference South, um, so you play in a lot of London-based teams. Yeah. So you go to some pretty sketchy places in London. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and the worst one was Chelmsford. Right. Which where's that in? That's Essex. To right. <laughs> so you know you watch yep. you, you see you, the only way is Essex on yep. TV. You yep. think Essex isn't like that, mate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Chelmsford and. I won't repeat some of the things they were saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you had 800, 800 blokes stood behind your goal, telling you uh, telling you what they were going to do to you after the game, and it wasn't pleasantries. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of rough, man. Yeah, and yeah, we had we had a good result there. We actually beat them, and we were massive underdogs. So I just remember kind of at the full time whistle, turning round, giving it absolutely big licks. Yeah. Like <laughs> kind of in the net, rattling the net. Yeah, and right. Giving it giving it big licks, and we all were. Because we were getting it, penalties yeah, yeah, all yeah, game, course, yeah. and we kind of at Chelmsford, it's like an old school running track around the pitch. Right. So your tunnel, they've got one of those extendable tunnels yeah. that come out, and uh, we're kind of walking back into the tunnel after we've given it, given it big licks, and these fans are trying to rip this tunnel back. Fuck we're kind of going in there as we're walking through. They're leaning over the barrier, trying to grab you, trying to kind of rip, rip this tunnel back so they can yeah, get, fuck. kind of get. See, I'd be straight onto the bus, no shower, yeah, not taking my strapping off. See you later. Boots straight on the bus. <coughs> Thanks for coming. Damn. Yeah. So that was nineteen. Well, how old were you when you came over here? I was. I left England. I was twenty-three, but I turned twenty-four in Bali. So I did Bali for a couple of weeks on the way out. I had my 24th birthday there. Right. I'm now approaching 26. Yeah, well. Damn. Old. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Way to Getting 30, old, man. yeah, damn. Yeah. Um, so how was the whole transition? What what made the decision for you? Um, so I mentioned when, when I signed with, I signed for Cheltenham with my best mate, yep. Adam Powell. Yep. And he, 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 we both did the, the two-year scholar. He got a pro, yep. stayed on for another year. Yep. Dropped out, didn't like it. Right. Kind of a bit like me, just like, though, this, this isn't for me sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he came out at 18. So he moved out here so probably six, seven years ago now. Yeah. Um, and the plan was always to come out. Yeah. But I wanted to get my degree first. Yeah. Um, and and in, in England, obviously being an English citizen, you, you get your degree funded. Yeah, of course. If yeah. I was to try and come out here and go to uni, it's going to cost me a bomb. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, did my degree. The plan was always to come out here. Um, finished up. When it worked, when it worked as a roofer with a with a mate of mine, just yeah, did wow. eight months, kind of helping out there. Um, Here or over there? No, back home. Right. Just yep. all coming out. Yep. Just saved up a load of cash. Yep. And then I flew out here in the in the November. I left England. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I just kind of made the decision right. Changed the God, November over here would have been better than November over there, mate. Did yeah, I went. <laughs> I went from sitting on a roof in minus four. Yeah, not, not feeling your hands. To go and sitting yeah. on the beach in Bali, so, beauty. Yeah, in Potato Head Beach Club. Damn. Yeah, and come out. I came out here and it was a perfect time. Um, I, I met, I met a couple of lads in a bar. It's, it sounds like a bad joke. Uh, I walked into a bar. Yeah. And uh, you know, just landed. Yeah. Was out, was out having a few beers with the lads, and you know, just chatting to these, chatting to two lads, an English lad and an Irish lad. And I just kind of. Alan O'Brien. 
Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. How yeah. how fucking oh, how crazy fuck? is that? Yeah. yeah. We were, I remember we were talking a couple of months ago. Jesus and uh, we were talking about like me being at the. He's like, do you know Alan and Sean Dixon from yeah, um, yeah Rabina? I was like, yeah, I know. It was like the first person he met in Australia. It was Alan yeah. O'Brien. He's our chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, yeah, we're literally sat in a bar chatting. They're like, oh, you know, what's your story? And I'm like, I landed yesterday. Yeah, right. And just out with my mate and obviously a few of his mates. Was that because you came straight to the coast, right? Yeah, yeah. So Is I that because your mate was here? Yeah, flew into right. Brisbane. That was always the plan. It was going to be easier to set up. Yep. You know, this is the lifestyle I wanted. Yep. And yeah, kind of got said to him, look, this is my story. I've got an apartment for a week. Yep. <coughs> you know, I need a place after that. I was yep. doing the old on flatmates. Yeah, yeah, of yep. course. Yep. Um, and they were just like, actually, our mate is leaving on Wednesday. They were like, he's moving out, so we've got a room to rent. Yeah, right. And I was like, you're joking. So I went and viewed the room the next day up in Broad Beach above Sage Ret- yep. Restaurant. Yep. Lovely eight-floor apartment, ocean, uh, balcony with ocean views. Yep. And just like that, literally, place sorted. Couldn't believe it. That's Moved so in. good. Damn. And yeah, we were... It was just before Christmas, so I'd just come out here, no job, you know, planning to tear the lid off party yeah, for, yeah. for a couple of months. Yeah. One of the lads was a tradie, so he was knocking off. Yeah, I think yeah. Alan was taking time off at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck me, if you want to find a sesh head, Alan's probably <laughs> Alan exactly loves, yeah. where you wanted to <coughs> land, right? Yeah, the Irish, they love a beer. Yeah. And yeah, we just, we just smashed it for about a month solid. Damn. Going into January, I went, shit, I've got no cash left. Yeah. Yeah. I need a job. It's not a cheap place either. <laughs> That's it's so not. lucky too, because it's such a pain in the ass to find a place. Oh man, yeah, big time. I think it's like so to yeah to get a place two days into being in Australia is so lucky. Where was your where was your mate at the time? Like, were you if all else failed, were you going to stay with him? Uh, no, no, he was in a, he was in a two bed flat with his partner and a, and her mate. Oh fuck! So, so you you bang out options, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was just going to be kind of just wing it. Yeah, right. Um, which was a plan. It was kind of it's quite scary. Kind of when you're on the other side, you yeah. kind of just mm. like, you know, you got you're going out there. You've got you've got a week. You yeah. don't know anything. You don't know anyone. You're going. To, you've got a week to just go right. I need to find somewhere. Yeah. So was the plan always to come? Like, was it before you came over? Was it like I'll, I'll go there for two years, or what was the plan? Um, yeah. Well, originally with visas, it's it's tough. So I knew I'd get me one year working holiday. Yeah. Do that. You know. And, with you know, you get the farm work to do to do another year. So I knew I was definitely going to do the two years. Did you do the farm work? No. No. So how, how do you work around that? My uh, my my amazing partner. Oh yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Definitely. So it's it's a funny story in itself when we met. Kind of we met, and obviously she heard the accent and was just like, "Oh, so what's you know what's your yeah, visa?" Yeah. And yep. she kind of joked, "She's like, you're not getting a visa out of me." Yeah. And right. I was like, I'd just been offered sponsorship in the restaurant at the time. Oh, of course. Yep. And I was like, I don't need one. Yep. And then obviously COVID hits. Yikes. You know the, the the restaurant owners saying, "I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna close down." Yeah, and she's just gone. If you're on sponsorship, mm. and he closes the restaurant, you're on a plane back to England. And exactly. I was like, yep. "Yeah, yeah." So she was just like, "Not not taking the risk." Yeah. So you're on a partner visa now. Yes. When was that? When did you? Back in September, we applied. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember you going through that. That was expensive, right? Yeah, thirteen grand. Fuck me. And is that two two years? Five years? Uh, that should it's a touch wood that takes you through to residency yeah right of course so you go through a couple of stages you have to get the first part approved yep. and then you have to wait two years from when you first applied yep and then you're allowed to apply for your residency yep which I think is something like another grand yep and then you get that probably like six to nine months after yep so it's probably about three years in total from when you first apply yep. so when when you do get residency are you going to go back home or are you going to 
Nah, no, you, no. Nah, mate. No. So you don't want to, like, you, you're not going to take... Yeah, sorry, mum. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to take Brit home or anything for a couple of years or you're just going to stay out here? Nah, nah, we'll go we'll go home to visit. Yep. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're sat here, you know, we've both got both got good jobs. Yep. We're, you know, we're, we're in the process of saving for a house. We've got the dog now. Yep, big, um, big Baz. Big Baz. The Great Dane. Yep. Yep, check out check out my Insta if you want to see Big Bass. He's a he's a gem. Yeah, he's a he's a small horse effectively. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's my phobia of horses weirdly out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get a dog that's like a horse. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah he's been a he's been a ledge. You rescued him from a like was he a pup or was he that big? No, he was yeah he was I think it was 47 kilos when we got him <laughs> at, at 14 months. Yeah, shit. So yeah. how old is he now? He's just turned two in fair two. Yeah. Damn. Baz. Yeah, so we uh we just decided we were like, right, let's get a dog. Yep. Kind of we we're in a reasonably small house. Yep. And we were kind of doing a bit of research. What's the best what's the best dog to own in a small house? And I, I thought they were taking the piss when it says a great dame. <laughs> I was like, You've got to be joking, right? <laughs> this absolute horse. <laughs> and and I can confirm, mate. The best. Absolutely the best. Yeah. You, honestly, you take him 10 minute walk around the block. Yeah. He just sleeps all day. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he does. He sleeps all day, you know, and you got, you hear the neighbor, like the little old lady next door, she's got this batty chihuahua sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. He's just yapping, yapping, yeah. yapping all the time. And he's just cruising. Awesome. That's the dream. Yeah. No, that's good. It is the dream, and he's got the most Australian name, I think. I, Baz. Baz. Barry. Yeah. yeah Baz. That's awesome. Yeah. Was it, did you, Name him, or was it was he already named? No, nah, he was already named. We're thinking of changing it because you know with adopted dogs, it can be sometimes the name can be like their name can be related to like stress abuse and, and stuff, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. But we kind of saw him online, and he looks like Scooby Doo. Yeah, so dude. we'd seen his because you've got the nice like light blue collar. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I might even get him the tag as well. Dude, you should. Yeah, yeah. tag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we saw him online, and we saw his picture, went and viewed him, and that we kind of between viewing him and picking him up a week later. Yep. You know, you're talking about him and you're calling him Baz. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, it just stuck. Yeah, and it just, yeah, we just thought you can't, can't change it now. Was it was he advertised as Baz or Barry? Barry, that's so sick. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a like a, a typical battler name. Yeah, Barry. old. Yeah, like you, you just, old Barry. You yeah. picture an old bloke, don't you? Just, yeah, uh, he's concreting. Or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> old bloke down at the pub yeah. with a forex in one oh, hand. Yeah, he's Baz. still got his tradie gear on. Yeah. He's yeah. plaster plasterboard all over his hands. <laughs> So you met, how long have you been with Brit? Over a year now, mate. I think it was a year. I think, no, I should know this. Uh, sorry, babe. Uh, <laughs> it was a year on the 29th of Feb. Nice. Yeah. Thank so, you. yeah. That was a, we, we were in elsewhere, actually. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, kind of still early doors, getting on really well. And, yep. you know, it was a whole story of one of her mates turned around and went, Are you two together then? And she just kind of just looks at me. And then you just feel the pressure, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We like, certainly are. You're like, this is, there's a fine line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're both saying different answers. Yeah, at the same yeah. <laughs> I kind of just, yeah, flipped the coin in my head and picked the right one. Yeah, I just good. went, yes, we okay. are. And then uh, that was that, mate. The rest is history. Damn. Was your mum gutted that you're not with an English girl? Doesn't matter. No, because my mum's, yeah, she's obviously, she's met me. My, my ex is in England and she's kind of always been like, yeah, they were never right. Mm. Mum's always know it. You hate it, don't you? They, you yeah. think yeah, they yeah, don't, yeah. but yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, they do, and you just can't get away from it. At least she's a Brit. Yeah, exactly. She's not English, but she's a exactly, Brit. Mate, you know right. it. And even better, my local pub in England is called the Brit. Nice. 
<laughs> Fuck, so it was meant to be. It was meant to be, mate, yeah. yeah I think I've got a button for that. Ah, hey! There we go. Nice. <laughs> well, damn. So that's all interesting. So what's the what's the kind of five-year plan? Like, obviously, you're looking for your PR, buy a house, stay yeah. on the Goldie? Yeah, that's the one, mate. Get that. So, Have you yeah. done much travelling around the country? No. No, like I said, because we, we kind of... I got straight into work after yep. being here for a month. It's been tough, and obviously with COVID, it's it's ruined yeah, yeah. it completely. Yeah. Mum was meant to be coming out uh, last June. We're going to try and get up to Cairns, um, yep. but everything's going to be put on hold for now. Yep. Um, mm. Not that much travel. I've been down to Central Coast, uh, which is where Brit's family live. Oh yeah, well, yep. her sister lives down there. Yep. Her mum's down in Iluka, so I've done a bit there. Yep. Um, that's a cool place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Went to Brisbane for Wildlands Festival, but anyone that would have been to Wildlands will know you probably don't remember too much yeah, of Wildlands yeah, after yeah. that. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, what else is happening? Not a lot, mate. I'm trying to grow up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of launch into something a little bit different. Me and Harvey were talking earlier about couple of different topics that we wanted to arise and pick our brains about a little bit if you want to kick that off yeah so it's something that you know you kind of said what what you know what topic would you would you like to chat about and it's probably something that I've suffered with myself and I think a lot of people probably have without realizing it uh and I think social media is becoming a massive part of that nowadays and it's body dysmorphia yeah um kind of going back to that with my football yeah from a young age, everything's kind of under such a such a microscope. Yeah, you know, you have your body, you have your body fat taken. Yeah, you know, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. You have to live a certain way. Yeah, um, and I think you can you become obsessive with it. Yeah, and I'm someone that probably always, as a youngster, always probably carried a bit too much weight. Yeah, and then you know everything's under a microscope, and you've been told you got to do this, you got to do that. Yeah, and yeah, you you develop an obsession um, where you just constantly. It's all that's on your mind. Yeah. And I think social media now is playing a massive part in terms of <coughs> so many youngsters nowadays are comparing themselves to what they see on Yeah. Online. I think we've, we've spoken about this before. Social media and, um, like, what's it called? Like the figures online. Yeah, the influencers like, and things. Yeah. It was actually and Harvey's like the, question. It was. That made us Q&A, talk about Yeah. yeah. Um, but... All these photos that are photoshopped. And yeah, man. Yeah, and all, all that. All, all the, the like me and my partner talk about it a fair bit as well. Like all the girls that have had like their lip injections or their butt lifts and things like that, but yeah. don't admit to it. Yeah, it makes other people feel worse. Yeah, and then you because go because they think that like, oh, this girl's just eating, you know, cucumbers and doing squats, yeah. and that's what <laughs> she looks like. But realistically, if you just told, if you just came clean and said, oh yeah, look, I've got had work done by this person. People wouldn't feel so bad yeah. about themselves because it's not like it's an achievable goal to look like that when they're lying about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people don't realize these influencers. This is their job. Yeah. Right. They they, they don't they don't work full time. So, mm. you know, they're in amazing shape. Mm. A lot of it's enhanced, obviously, by you know pictures, angles, filters. Yeah. But they're in good shape anyway because they can go and work out three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. They don't go to work. Yeah, they've got nothing you know, else to yeah. do. Yeah. The normal the normal people like me and you, we go and work a fifty hour week. Yeah. Then you go and try and you know, you've got commitments like your sports clubs away from that. Yep. It's like where do you where do you find that time? You're comparing yourself to these guys which have got 
swan around can kind of do what they want get in the gym three times a week to look like that yeah yeah and you're comparing yourself to that yeah yeah no it's tough work yeah like working like you said 50 hour week and then committing 10 hours a week of training after work with your sports club trying to find hours to go to the gym or meal prep is impossible and you see the influences in that and like you said that's all they do that's all they have really is mm. they, they might go out and take a photo at some cafe saying, you know, whatever else, but that's all they've got for the day. And then they can go and train and they can meal prep and that's why they look so good and it's such a unrealistic expectation and it's so poisoning. And that's why Instagram took off likes because yes. people were doing so many things and doing so much, like taking so many drastic steps just to towards transforming their body just for likes. So that's why they took them off. Yes, yeah. So only, well, like, so only you can see your own likes. So you can't go onto someone else's page and be like, they've got four million likes because they look like that. That's how I should look if I want those likes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so poisonous for, like, younger younger kids as well. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. You you see the way the world, you know, it's we probably start sat here saying, like, old men. Yeah, I know. know. You see the way the world's going, and it's like these, like you say, these kids are, they're living their lives by social media. Yeah. And, you know, the TikTok and stuff like that. And it's just... Yep. I, I think no game... Isn't gaming and stuff like that is now... And YouTubing. Yep. Like, these guys are, like, earning millions and millions, millions. of You can yeah. study it. You but can you can go to uni for, for gaming and, and game development. And, like, and yeah. Like, like it, recording and yeah. editing and... Yep. Yeah, wow. Like, games and stuff. They There's... The military now are seeking out... Four, like, kids from age 14 to 18 to be military UAV drone pilots because of their like they would rather kids with video game experience than people with drone experience so they're seeking out like teenage kids to try and not essentially groom them into UAV pilots where they sit in a like a dark room and bomb the Taliban because they they've played Call of Duty for 10 years when they were a child yeah and, and you know what sort of what sort of protection has that child got Exactly. <laughs> There's yeah, and even these young, even these youngsters, you know, start earning millions at sixteen yeah. from YouTube. Everyone knows who they are. Yep. It's it's so it's going to be so damaging for them in the long run. Yeah, and yep. like you see, so many of these guys have have issues later down in life. Yeah, and it's like even with mental health, you know, the last what ten years, mental health figures have gone through the roof. Yeah, one because there's probably more awareness, which is good. Yeah, but two, in my opinion, I think you look at how social media has grown alongside mental health you yeah. know everyone is so much more accessible these days exactly yeah. yeah all of the things that you dream of there's some like 14 15 year old kid that's doing that on youtube because they won a Fortnite competition or something like that mm. so then kids that get like their, their motivation for schooling goes out the window like there's so many kids that don't want to go to school because they can come home and watch a youtuber that's put out an hour video and makes millions off it so, like, why am I going to school when I could be doing this for more money? Like, yeah. I'm going to school to potentially be a bricklayer. Yeah, for, t- for 28 bucks an hour. Or I can play games yeah. for millions. But going back to the body, the whole body dysmorphia thing, I don't think people realise... Like, it's big... I think it's really big in females. Yeah. Because of how sexualized they are. Yeah. Because everything has to be, like... Waist has to be small, bum has to be big, mm. all this stuff. Like, yeah. skin has to be perfect, lips have to be big. But I don't think people realise how damaging it is for males as well. 
And I think, yeah, I think it probably affects males just as it does as much females. Absolutely. But one, like I said, probably guys don't realise they've got it. Yeah. I probably didn't realise that I'd suffered with it for years. Yeah. And I kind of now have read in, now I've read into it more and done research. Yeah. I've looked back and gone, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's probably something that you've done for years. Yeah. yeah. And guys just won't admit it as much. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard as well for guys because. And I mean, it's it's. I suppose it's kind of good in a way that the dad bod has become hot. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's become fashionable. So, but like until <laughs> like the so, dad yeah. bod is a nor- is effectively a normal body. Exactly, a normal body. <laughs> it, it is. It's but I think it it'll be dangerous when because there's so many like dad bod essentially is a trend at the moment, right? Mm. So everyone wants a dad bod because when fucking Twilight was out, everyone wanted guys to look like Taylor Lautner and whatever else. Yeah. So when this whole dad bod phase ends, I think all the guys that have dad bods are now going to fall into that slump of the body dysmorphia and mm. be like, fuck, like, do I really look that unhealthy? Because the new trend is going to be some shredded fucking The Rock looking dude. Yep. And yeah. And then trying to compare yourself to that. Realistically, a dad bod isn't a bad rig, but trying to compare yourself to something like that, you feel disgusting yeah. and gross and big and mm. you feel like you have to be tracking your macros and things like that. Yeah, and, and body dysmorphia is such a funny one. It's if you if people don't know what it is and people don't understand, it's not it's not necessarily you know if you look if you look good and you and you're in good shape, you won't have body dysmorphia. Mm. Could or be if, anything. Or if you're bigger, you have yep. got it. Yep. You know, because there are big people out there which are completely comfortable in their body. Absolutely. And you know, you'd look at myself. I've been you know I'm an athletic person. Yep. I, you know, I'm I'm in good shape, and that's why body dysmorphia is a, f- a funny one because it's you don't. I know I don't look bad. Yeah. And I know I'm in decent shape because I, tr- I work out a lot for that reason. Yeah. But body dysmorphia is where you're never happy. Yeah. Yeah. So Good even time. when you're in good shape, like I did, I've done three month challenges where I've got absolutely shredded. Because you're doing, are you doing CrossFit every day? Pretty much, yeah. It's part of now, part of kind of what helps my mental health is I get up and work out every morning. Yeah. And I can just go, you know, then I can kind of, that's that's it, that's settled. And I can kind of, that's, that's what keeps it under under control for me yeah. is I can then go about my day you know eat good food and, and not worry about it yeah. and yeah body dysmorphia the way the best way to describe it is I know I don't look crap yeah yeah but even when you get absolutely shredded and I've got into the shape of my life all you see is the things that you want to improve more absolutely yeah, yeah. all you see is the the kind of things that you want to work on yeah. people are there saying fuck, fuck you look amazing exactly and you're just like, That's yeah, the thing. but I'm not happy yeah, with it. You're, yeah, you're, you are better. always going to be someone else's dream body. You know that? But you're never going to be happy with your own. Yeah. Like, realistically, you could look at a guy like me or... Like, someone could look at a guy like me or you and be like, that's how I want to look. But then we've got me and you sitting here like, fuck, like, I want to fix this, this, and this. Yeah, like, I should be. Yeah. And, and, and do you know what the worst thing was? And it's probably when I realised I had it. I was kind of, you know, out and about, especially in Australia, where people are, you know, you got your top off more and stuff like yeah, that. I've, yeah. walked past, I've walked past guys kind of down at the beach and I'd look at him and think oh shit he's in good shape yeah and then I think I'm actually in better shape than him yeah yeah and yeah. I'm not happy yeah and I've looked at him who's perhaps not in as good shape as me and he's probably looking at you saying the same and, thing and I've just gone yeah. oh he looks good yeah 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 and it's just like it's, it's where do, where does it kind of it where yeah. does it kind of end yeah well it's never going to really because no. of, because of social media essentially yeah, without doubt, without yeah. doubt, and it's you know, it's a tough one because 
social it's a catch 22 social media are doing things to help raise awareness for mental health mm. but at the at the same time effectively they are the stimulus yep for it yep and it's i know there's a movement at the moment with footballers in england where I, I, i'm not i'm not too sure right now i try i kind of don't get involved with it too much but I, i'm pretty sure it's for they, they're all boycotting social media for the weekend so professional footballers professional football clubs and um i think it's for the race i think it's for racism Right. Where players are being racially abused on social media, oh, yep. yeah. which is brilliant, and they're like, you know, social media companies need to do more to stop this. Yeah, yeah, to monetize it, yeah. and they're boycotting for three days. But after those three days, yeah, they're all going to go back to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm trying to limit it as much as possible, um, so I won't. The first thirty minutes after I, w- I know it's fuck all, but the first thirty minutes after I wake up. I won't touch my phone. Because usually when you wake up, first thing you do, grab Straight a phone, right? your phone. Yeah. yeah. First thing you do. Yeah. So I will, the only time I'll touch my phone is to turn my alarm off. Yeah. And then I'll get up and I'll try and just like go outside mm. just for 30 minutes. And then the last 30 minutes before I go to bed. And I'm trying to kind of stay off it as much as possible. So I got an Apple watch. Yeah. So I don't need my phone. Yeah. So I can just, if someone messages me, I can see it. Or if someone calls me, I can answer it. But I'm not sitting there scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or whatever else. Yeah. Because you do it, don't you? You oh, sit there. All the time. Absent-mindedly. Like, yeah. you can be like, I'm not going to touch my phone. And then you can look at something. Like, you get, a car can drive past you and be like, fuck, I wonder how much that is. And then you look it up. And yeah. Like, I was going to say, you just phone. do it without realising. Yeah, it's hey, a... It's a just, yeah. You get, suck, you get stuck in, a, like, a tunnel of different shit. Like, I'm so bad for Googling random shit that I shouldn't even have to know. <laughs> yeah. Like, last night, for no reason, I got stuck in this, like probably a half an hour tunnel of actors you didn't know were Australian. <laughs> so oh, I was flicking, so flicking through this shit. Actors you didn't know had an accent. I was like, what the fuck? So I was looking I've been through. sucked into them. Like 10 actors you didn't know was in this movie. Yeah. Like, and, oh, then, okay. and then I'll Google it and I'll watch something and be like, like I was watching the Hulk last night. Like the 2003 Hulk. Like, fuck, I wonder if that actor's still alive. Look him up, dead. Oh, that's his kid. Look at his kid. Who's he married to? And then I'm on this fucking... Yeah. And then I haven't... I've been... The movie's been paused for 25 minutes because I'm looking at this actor's, like, third cousin's kids. Mm. And I'll just <laughs> stay... And I just want to throw my phone through the roof because I'm like, why are I fucking sitting here just looking at stupid shit? But it's scary to think how much time we waste on it. I know. It's, yeah. it's you, ridiculous. You look back and it's like... You can easily... You, you've sat there and all of a sudden you've just been scrolling through the same shit for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You had that up every day for a week. Yep. Every week for a year. Yeah. I was gonna oh. say you can look at your screen time and without even realizing you look at it and it says what well, for the week it's been like over sixty hours and you're yeah, like, yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, that's like, why that's I, sixty hours of the week gone because I've been yeah. on my phone. Essentially it's a it's a that's a busy working week. And we moan yeah. and we moan when we're at work, right? And you've, yeah, not yeah. Got, you've not got time to do the things you want to do and yeah. you, you see like I wanna get down to the beach and then you realise that actually you, you're just wasting time. And yeah, I'm very guilty for it, yeah. but it's just, it's an addiction for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you it can't is. go anywhere without, without your phone. No, it's, I think it's always a, the kind of the way the world's gone now, these things like social media and that, if you, if you're all of a sudden to try and take these out of the world, it's going to, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's a, like, that's the, 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 the complete other side of it is social media is amazing. Mm. And there's like it helps so many things as well. Mm. Promoting all this stuff, awareness for things when people go missing, and then a thousand people share it, and then they're found within X amount of time. Like it is amazing, but it's also 
it's like a drug as well. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's a hard you know, balance. I'm not saying I'm not saying you know I don't think it's good because personally for me I live across the other side of the world. That's what I was going to say as well yeah. to yeah, all my definitely. family and my friends, and it's like sometimes I don't even need to send them a message or something. You know, I put something on my story. Yeah, and my mum can see that on Instagram. Yeah, and they know what I'm doing. Yep. And you know, technology now with FaceTime and stuff like that. So it's yeah. ma- it's massively it's good for the world. And yeah, yeah, so many yeah. Good absolutely, things. absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say because Matt and I we've moved around a lot because our family's military and um, mm. we're still friends with people we went to preschool with because yeah, of social yeah. media. Still connected with them, yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah, it's really good for that aspect, but it can be really bad and yeah. addictive as well. Mm. Yeah. And I've got friend, I've got friends, really good friends. I don't have their phone number. Yeah. Well, I've yeah, got. Just, I was looking through my yeah. social media. I was looking through my phone the other day. And I've got more phone numbers that I'm never going to contact those people ever. Like, I've got phone numbers of people I used to buy kids' colouring in packs for at the Bavarian that I know I'm never going to call again. Yeah. There's more phone numbers I have that I'm never going to use. Like, I probably call, in my contact list, three people, yeah. which yeah. is my partner and probably Jared and my mum. Yeah. They're probably the three people I call because everyone else I'll just message on Facebook mm. yeah. or on Instagram. And like, you look back, like... When you're when you're an eighteen year old lad and you're out in the club, like when I was eighteen, and you're out, you know, on the pool, yeah, you'd always be asking, you'd be asking a girl for their number. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like now it's what's yeah, your Instagram? what's your Instagram? Like, yeah. what's your Instagram yeah. and stuff yep. like that. Crazy, yeah. Times change, mate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like if even if someone calls me or texts me instead of messages me on Facebook, I feel like, like it's instantly like, what's wrong. Yeah, so like if someone's calling like me, what, like, like, I'm like, fuck, why are they? I, I suppose I'm bad for it too sometimes, though. Like, I would rather call someone than message them mm. because I'm an impatient. Yeah. So if I am like, if I message Jared and he doesn't reply instantly, I'll just FaceTime him yeah. <laughs> or call him because I'm like, I, I want to know instantly because I'm selfish. On the other hand, he never answers anything. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the thing. I'm, I'm super bad for. I'm horrible, for, horrible for replying, but never replies. And then, yeah, I've got a mate in Brizzy, um, Jefferson, and I. Every now and then, I'll just get like a oh, I should message Jeff and see what he's up to, and I'll message him, hey, what's 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 news, what's happening, and he'll message me back straight away, <laughs> and then four yeah. days go by, and I look at my phone, I'm like. Fuck, I didn't reply. So that looked like a massive dick. Because it's not like someone that I can, like, that I see every day. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck, sorry, I didn't reply. He's living in Brizzy. So, yeah, I feel like a massive dick. But then on the other hand, I expect people to reply to me straight away because I'm selfish. Oh, well. I love it. I love a FaceTime. It's like as soon as you, like, Matt will message you, you'll message back 10 seconds later. And it's like he's just pegged his phone (laughs) over the back fence. He's probably Googling why yeah, 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 you didn't yeah, know yeah. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love a FaceTime though. I prefer to FaceTime someone that calls. Oh, this guy say the amount of times he's um, video chat, like video called us in the group chat is. Do you think a FaceTime's an aggressive move? Because oh, a FaceTime essentially is context. like. No, but I mean, like if I were to FaceTime you, so say you're just at home on the couch mm. at six o'clock at night watching TV and yeah. I FaceTime you. Nine times out of ten, you'd be like, what the fuck? Why are they yeah. fake? Because a FaceTime essentially is, I want to see what you're doing right now. Yeah. Like, if you phone, if Show you call someone. Face. Yeah, if, yeah. You, <laughs> if you call someone, it's like, hey, like, but a FaceTime <coughs> is like, show me what you're doing right now. It's like me knocking on your door. I'd be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I love a FaceTime, though, because I feel like it's like, you can't, 
Because if you call someone, you can be call like you can talk to them and they can be looking at something else. But if it's like you face on, it's like you give me all your fucking attention immediately. Yeah. You stare at me. Yeah, yeah. I love a FaceTime. And it depends what situation you're in as well. Mm. You know, when you're on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's different. <laughs> Robbo's FaceTiming you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, probably not going to answer that yeah. one. <laughs> Pass that, on that, that that's one. A de- that's a decline. Although Matt would still answer that call. Yeah, he probably would. I love yeah. a FaceTime. They're the best. Yeah, if anyone's listening and wants to chat, the best way to get in contact, FaceTime. Always. <laughs> or or a, your call on Instagram. <coughs> Do you ever have, like, those thoughts... I don't know about you guys, but I have, like, awesome driving thoughts. When I'm driving, I just, like, think of crazy shit, which is good for podcast. Yeah. But do you ever have, like, those invention thoughts? And then you Google it, and it's already been invented. And then you look at the people who invented it, and they're, like, well off from this invention. You're like, fuck, yeah. if I had that thought two years ago, yeah, I'd be, I'd be well off. No, I'm not going to lie. When I'm driving, I uh, <coughs> usually zone out. And then, f- and and then, then just remember you're driving? Forget how I got to the point where I am. I'm like, hang on a second. Yeah. I don't remember driving. Forget you know, like, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. I'm terrible for it. And you're just like, you've left Southport and it's all of a sudden you're like, shit, I'm in Mermaid Beach. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I've just been thinking about cats or something yeah, yeah. like that. That's like, pretty much every time I go to work. So it's like a 40, 45 minute drive to work. And I'm almost at work and it just clicks. I'm like, how the fuck am I at the airport? Like, yeah. I was just at home. Yeah. So what, what we're saying is Matt's uh, Matt's on his drive. Is yeah, I'm an, uh, I'm an entre- entrepreneur and you guys world, are just fucking spaced me, out. Me and you are dangerous to the road and yeah. everyone on the road. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, just zoning out. Like yeah. I had a thought the other day of like, you know when you're walking your dog and I don't know about your dog, but my dog's... He walks me most of Yeah, time. my dog's curious as fuck. So yeah. walking him is like an ongoing battle of come on come on because he always like just wants to smell everything and see everything so you know like you're walking and you're always changing hand because your dog's walking around yeah i was like what if you had a belt right that just had like a carabiner on it and it just swung and it just went around yeah so you didn't have to keep swapping hands it just you could walk you'd you'd look like a fucking weirdo having a dog on a belt but (laughs) you could just walk around you and you wouldn't have an issue. You'd look so like I, that guy, all the gear. Exactly, all the yeah. Gear, no yeah, yeah, idea. You'd yeah. also need a pouch for treats. And, exactly. And a whistle, probably. So, so I Googled yeah. it. Already, already been done. Invented, and I was gutted. Right? And there was another one. I was like, there should be an app where you can connect your Apple Pay to where if you buy a coffee or if you buy a pair of shoes, a dollar of that, you buy a stock of that company. So if you're going to a coffee shop every day, so say you're going to a coffee club every day, buying a coffee, buying a coffee, buying a coffee, a dollar of the money you spend, mm. you buy a share, a, a dollar worth of shares. So if yeah. you're buying a coffee every day from the same place for 10 years you and then you own X amount of that company, like I feel like that would be a good way to invest without putting a lump sum from your bank account into a <coughs> stock or into a share. Yeah, It's already been done. Of course it <laughs> And has. these motherfuckers are... And today I had one, and I'm gonna Google it to see if it's been done. Should we uh, copyright this first? Hey, maybe before we, you do maybe. this. Yeah. So I was thinking about Mo- Mother's Day presents, right? Yeah. And I was like, if you're like, if you had kids, you know how like your parents would always be asking for new photos of your kids and stuff. Yeah. What if you had a digital frame that you could have at your mum's house? And if you take a photo of your kid, 
you can just go bang, send, and it goes straight to the front. Yeah, been invented. Yeah, I was about to say I've seen <laughs> something. I've seen something like that. Yeah, because uh, I was sitting and as I was as like, he said um, it, I looked at him. I'm yeah. like, I know there's something like. See, that. I knew that there was a digital frame, but that you can like hook it up to your computer and drag photos. But it's like a instead of sending it to their phone, you can send it to their frame. So you can have, oh, we're out at the beach. It takes three photos of your kids. Send it straight to the frame. And it'd be good for someone like Harvey where his mum's overseas and they'd be like, oh, like if you're cleaning the house and you don't notice or you get a ding and your frame's been updated, there's a new photo of your kids. God, I'd have to turn that off or not, is that it? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was like, I was like, fuck. Like, uh, in, especially in our family, that'd get abused. There'd be photos of like cocks and balls and stuff. Like, you'd be, yeah, be like, oh, yeah, I've got these, I've got my friends coming over. Sweet. Yeah. Ass- assholes. <laughs> Just post that on your <laughs> But I was like, wouldn't that be, a- I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Mate, this could be, this could be the start yeah, of the rest should, of your life. We should leave yeah. straight away and just get this going. Straight to find your front photo frame, Bluetooth. <laughs> because, yeah, but you're saying if if, it's, if you're going to be if you're going to be at the beach and you want to send the pictures of this frame, it's going to have to be cellular, right? Yeah, it's not going to be Bluetooth because you need to be within a yeah yeah no that's what I mean. Or so you can just through Wi-Fi. Yeah, so you can just send it to. Like, instead of sending it to mum, you send it to mum frame and then just come straight up. So if they've got their photo frame set up on their, like, buffet table when they walk in, you can just bang. Yeah, upload it. So unless, unless the frame had an SD card, it's a number that you could just send it to. Mm. Yeah. I can see so many people getting themselves into dodgy situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sending the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's already yeah. been invented. But it, that's a cool idea, though, right? Yeah. See, I'm just going to start, you know... My, my driving hear thoughts. I want at gonna, least three new ideas every dude, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'll just FaceTime you every day and tell you. <laughs> I think if you do three, yeah, by the end of season one. Yeah. Surely, surely. You will think of something a, that hasn't been done before. Yeah. And there should be a forfeit every time he comes with an idea. He's not allowed to Google him yeah. before yeah. he gets here. Yeah, yeah. And every time it's been invented. Mm. Yeah. A hot sauce shot. Yes. Aussie Dave's ring stinger hot <laughs> sauce. Yeah, damn. Yeah, no, I'm happy with that because I come up with some fucking cool shit if I You just do come up with random stuff. shit. Yeah, no, but like things that are... not necessarily cool. It's just like... But those, those three... Yeah, that. those three things off the top of my head would be useful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, I think the stock one would be awesome. Like, if you want to get into... Because that's going to set you up, essentially, for retirement without even knowing. Mm. Because you're absentmindedly just buying stuff every day. Can you imagine the the size of the share you would have in Coles or in a petrol station? The things that you use every day. But then prices are going to have to go up, right? Absolutely, because of course. if you keep prices the same, you know, effectively these companies are giving away well, some, maybe of not, the, some of the business yeah. and some of the money. Yeah, maybe not a dollar. Let's say point two cents or something. Mm. So if you're going there every day for 50 years, going to the same petrol station, you might have 3% share of Ampole. Or shell or something. Um, one thing I did want to bring up: your tattoo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people that don't know, Harvey has the Last Supper tattooed on him. Jared, have a look at his tattoo. Hang on, let me see. So we've got the Last Supper. I'm a Christian. Yeah. Can you can you notice a special guest at all in the Last Supper? Old mate's made a cameo. <laughs> Harvey was there. Oh wow! Yeah. So Harvey's got that's the, the Last Supper tattooed from his wrist to halfway through his bicep. And who are you, do you know who you're next to? No, 
Well, one of one of the Old disciples. Yeah. yeah, Harvey's next to neck and a pint. It looks like it's it's actually a glass of gin. Oh, a glass of gin. Yeah. So story. Have, have they got your tattoo on your tattooed self as well? I think yes. I saw that. Yeah. So on my arm, you can actually see. Yeah, that's. I've it. got my tattoo on my arm, tattooed on my arm. So it's tattooception. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and we would we do it. So it's it's a friend of mine from back home that does my tattoos, Sean Rigg. Shout out Riggy. Also, nice. are we allowed to do shout out? Absolutely, yeah. we yeah. fuck it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we we're doing this. We're doing this tattoo. I had the idea, right? Yeah, get the last supper up my arm, and it's. It's, we're doing it in two sessions because it says six, seven-hour tattoos. Yeah. Two sessions. And we've done the, the first half. And I've kind of just made a joke and just gone, oh, do you know what we should do? We should put me in the other half. And he's just look, I see the look on his face and straight away I was like, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and he's, awesome. just, he's just gone, no, seriously, can we? Yeah. Did I'm you like, replace someone or you just popped Yeah, in? so we've replaced someone. Yeah, damn. Yeah, so we kind of, he's just like, right, get your Facebook up. We've gone on my Facebook photos and I've, there's this picture of me just... Sip. It was perfect. It was almost yeah, like yeah. I took that picture for the tattoo. Yeah, yeah, right. And I'm sipping a gin. And yeah, Damn. we flipped it around. So I'm facing the middle yeah, with yep. the boys. Yep. yep. And obviously, oh, after you've got all the lads going, oh, get me in there. Get me yeah, in there. Of get course, me in yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. You pay for it, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So what's the rest one. of it on the inside? Is that an actual church or is that just a? Yeah, that's the that's a cathedral in my hometown. Oh, so that's okay. a Hereford Cathedral. Right. So um, were you raised a Christian? Like in a Christian household? No, no. Parents aren't. Right. No. Yeah, I went to a Church of England school. Parents aren't. It's probably only about, and even at school, it probably wasn't until about 16. Just, yeah, just decided it worked for me. Yeah, no. You know, I'm not, I'm not a full on yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Bible basher. I'm not going to yep. throw the Bible at you or say, don't do this, don't do that. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just something I've decided, decided to believe in. Cool. Fair enough. Yeah. Damn. How long are we going for? Uh, an hour and one minute. Damn. We're yeah, about, about at the end. Well, we're about at the end. Oh, we've still got time. Just thought um, I'd give a little update as well mm. on uh, the vow I made. Yeah. Um, we haven't been updating Instagram about it. Nah, we've been and um, since Matt got a new job, we haven't really been working out as much, but... I have lost two and a half kilos Damn. since I first since we started it. Nice. Are we gonna? And do that's a, that's literally just just dieting, just and going for like little walks around. Yeah. Um, Plus working as well. You bust your ass oh working. Yeah. Um, are we gonna do like a weekly weigh-in? Should we do that? I'm keen. Yeah. You know what we should do? I on should pod. On pod. Yeah. On pod. Yeah, bring live. Scales. Live yeah. weigh-in. Yeah. That'd be sick. Damn. Um, I should be getting the gym pass. This week as well, yeah, which is exciting. So, so we can. I'm going to start being a little bit more <coughs> active on this. That's on me. I've been a slack hole, so um, I'll definitely start being more active on that. Yeah. Um, going back to your early football career, as a 16 year old lad living with other 16 year olds, surely there the, there had to be some mischief. <laughs> um, do you know what? As a 16-year-old lad, there wasn't as much. Yeah, we were... I mean, you, there's, there's not a lot you can do at 16. We were at a pro club. Yeah. And like you say, it was all under the microscope. Yeah. The minute you step that line, you know, you needed to be a good player, but also you needed to be squeaky clean. Yeah. So the minute you step that line, it was only going to hinder your chances yeah. of being a pro. Yeah. Um, having said that, when you move into 
the non-league system, which is semi-pro, yeah, there are some weird and wonderful things, yeah, that yeah. happen there. Yeah, yeah. Um, more importantly, on the end of season tour, and, you know, you talk about these tours and people kind of think, oh, so they go away and play football for a bit and train. No, you yeah. go away. And apologies to anyone who has ever seen any of myself or any of my teammates on tour to the families in the hotels <laughs> yeah, yeah. for what they might have witnessed <laughs> at certain times. We can we can only apologise. So it's kind of like a mad Monday yeah, tour. Yeah. yeah, it's like in non-league, like, you know, you guys, are, you're working full-time jobs. Yep. Yep. In England, it's a long season. So you're playing a 60-game season. Yeah. Fuck me. And you, it's, yeah, so you're Is it 12 months? No, nine months. So you're about four, wait, league games are about 40, 45, depending how well you go in the Cups. How many games do you play a week? Well, a lot of the time, two games a week. Yeah. And towards the end of the season, when you've had all the rain, the rained out games, yep. you know, there, there's been seasons where the last six weeks of the season, we've been playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. So alongside a full-time job, it's, it, it's a slog. Yeah. You know, you go on Tuesday, you go somewhere, away game on a Tuesday, you get home at one in the morning, and then you're back up at 6 a.m. for work. Yeah. So it's a long old slog, so it's just kind of like a... It's never-ending. A release. Yeah, that, that end of the year would be a... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. You have to oh, try to think of things that have happened. Um, where did you... So where did you go? So it was kind of just like a boys' trip at the end of the season. Essentially. Yeah, so each, effectively, you'd pick a different one yep. each year. So we did Magaluf the one year. What is that? Magaluf? Yeah. you never heard of Magaluf? Never so in my life. I, I'm nodding, <laughs> but I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, part, it's, a, it's a party, kind of a party island Where? in Spain. Right. right. See, that's the thing. You, I've, I've had English mates before say that, like, like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go to Bali and all this stuff. And I'm like, you had... <laughs> Greece and Spain and Italy at your yeah. doorstep, and he's like, "Yeah, but I do that shit on the weekend." Like, I was like, "Fuck!" That pisses he's like, me off. Yeah, he's like, he's like, Bali's on the other side of the world. If I go once, I'll probably never go again. So yeah. they're more excited for Bali mm. than they are for Italy and Spain and Greece and and all those party islands. I was like, yeah. "Wow, yeah, it's nice for us." But yeah, the, so Magaluf, you would might know it by its other name, Shagaluf. No, it's still the but still, but, but yeah, still I, the, so yeah, right. it's it's a party island in Europe, right? It's you know it's off a bit, Spain. Yeah, right. it's a bit of a shithole. Yeah, um, people go there and just get you know absolutely smashed. Yeah, and the one so the one year you know like I said all sorts of things goes on on, the, on these tours, yep. and um, the one year we you always do a fancy dress you know any any group of lads and we uh, we dressed up as London guards. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, did did the night out as London guards. We've got the big tall black hats on. Yeah, and. Um, the end of the night, obviously, we've got back. Everyone's absolutely bladdered, and the one lad has been—he's ch- just chundering into this this hat. Yeah, and and we call we called this story the spewy hat because he's chundering into this hat. This is probably on day three. Yeah. So anyway, comes towards the end of the holiday, you know, the apartments like a bombs hit, and this this is this crazy guy that he owned these apartments. Yeah. And he's like, he comes out and he's like, right, I need to do your inspection. Like, and we're like, yeah, no worries, no worries. Obviously, we've just left like the hats and stuff in there, so the spewy yeah. hat is oh, still in yeah, there. Yeah. I think uh, everyone else lost their hats on the night out. The only hat remaining yeah. is the spewy, spewy hat. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this guy's gone in and done the checks, and we're thinking, shit, he's going to come out. There's no way we get our deposit back. All of a sudden, from the door of the apartment, you see this fella come out with this black guard's hat oh, on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. He's wearing the spewy oh. hat, and he's going... 
rooms are good, rooms are oh. good, rooms are good. He's like, can I keep the hat? And we're just like, oh, shit. We're like, please, oh, please do not take that off until we leave. <laughs> yeah, three-day-old spewy hat. I'm thinking it's only a couple of minutes before yeah, bits yeah, start yeah. to drop down. Yeah. How does he not see it before he... Oh, well, I'm guessing the, the liquid element of the sick would have dropped. This is three-day-old sick. Yeah. yeah, so it's just drained. So I'm thinking, yeah. One, I'm thinking the guy, is, he's clearly got a blocked nose. Because it's got, it's got to be smelling. Oh, fuck. And Jesus. Yeah. Damn. Because that's going to be a big drop, too. Mm. Like, if that's at the top of that hat, just stuck there and just waiting for the oxygen to get underneath it, that's a big drop from dirty, the top of that hat. Dirty doner kebab. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, and you know, I've saying about the 16 year old didn't get up to much, much mischief. I've just remembered one. We uh, we won a tour, so a football tour to, to Amsterdam. We went to Holland Fuck. for a couple of weeks. Yep. This is a professionally organised tour by the E, by, I think it was by the EFL, which is like the English Football League. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we, we went over there, all a bunch of 16, 17 year old lads. And we're this is an actual proper football tour. Yep. You've gone for training, you've gone for, you know, the, the right reasons. Yeah. And um our manager, he used to play for Arsenal back in the day. So yep. he's you know, been around the block, done it all. So we're going we're going around Amsterdam and he's gone we're just driving around on the bus. I think we're due to watch Ajax in the evening. And um he's kinda of dropped us off. He's like, Right, I'm gonna give you a tour of the red light district. So you've got a bunch of sixteen, seventeen year old lads, fresh yep. out of school. Yep. And he's taking you to the red light district. So he's walked us all around, like, kind of showing you this is what happens. And it's crazy. For people listening that don't know what the red light district is, give them a, a short run. It's, it's effectively yeah. illegal, no, le- legal, legal prostitution. Yeah. You know, in Amsterdam, you've got all the canals and all the small alleys. And, and there's just door after door after door, and it's glass from top to bottom. So it's, it's like window shopping for, for, for women. Yeah. And effectively, these women are stood in there. And they and they're trying to get you in, you know. Yeah. They're kicking the bottom of the door, opening the door, pointing at you. Come on, get in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we've all walked around this light district, and the boys are like, "Fuck!" They're like, oh, they're eyes out of their head. Yeah, like, yeah. What is going on? Yeah. And um, so giving us a tour, we've got back to where we started, and obviously this is where we're thinking because, like I said, you have to be squeaky clean. Yeah. This is where we're thinking. Right back on the bus, off we go. Yeah. He's gone right, lads. He's gone. You got two hours to do what the fuck you want. He says, just make sure none of it comes back to England. Oh, fuck. And I've had a partner at the time. Yeah. You know, 16-year-old, first love, so I'm not off. Not doing yeah, that. Yeah, not yeah. doing that. Yeah. You've just seen 20 16-year-old lads. There's a few of us, three or four of us with partners that have just kind of gone for a walk, yep. and these lads have just bolted off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like dogs with two dicks, oh, and they're all flying in. And just 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. And they're going into these pods. With these women that are 30, some of them are 40, yeah. Yeah, yeah. paying $40. And then... Jeez. <laughs> and then off to the next door. Yeah, yeah. Well, off yeah. to the next door, yeah. So a fair few lads were calling parents, I've run out of money after that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah food's really expensive over here. I've just I've run out of money. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. Yeah, can you imagine? No, I can't. Fucking 16-year-old kids too, man. They'd just be... Off tap. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, definitely. They would have had the whole world show doing by those. Oh, dude. Dirty. Where is Amsterdam? What country is it in? Holland. Holland. Yeah. yeah. 45 minute flight from England. See, that's 
bananas, right? It just pisses me yeah. off because like uh, we're like uh, essentially Australia is an awesome country. We've got everything. You really. don't need to leave here. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like in terms of seeing so many countries for so cheap and so quickly, Europe would be such a like yeah. hit the nail on the head for oh, that. It's good, mate. You know, guys finish work on a Friday. If you live in a city where there's an airport, I've had mates that finish work on a Friday in Bristol. Yep. They go straight to the airport with their missus, six six o'clock. Yep. They fly to Hamburg or Berlin, somewhere yeah, like yeah. that, or Paris. Yep. They're, they're in, they've checked into their hotel by 7.30. They're going to have dinner, and they're going to do a weekend. Yeah. And then you fly back Sunday night, six o'clock. You're home by eight, and you just go to work. Yeah. So you and can do holidays without taking holidays. Yeah. yeah. And it takes us 20 six hours to get to get anywhere to get anywhere yeah but you have to have a stopover yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so well, it's it, two take different us, plane it rides. takes us five hours to get to perth five and a half hours to get to perth yeah which like where's five and a half hours from england oh you'd be in africa you'd be in america you can fly to america in five hours i'm pretty sure don't quote me on that but I'm yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when, so when you fly back from amsterdam yeah it's a 45 minute flight and obviously they're an hour ahead. It's almost not worth it. Just catch a bus. They're an hour ahead or behind. Either way, so you land earlier than what you take off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit of a mind far out. Mind fuck. I yeah. just can't imagine being able to knock off work, go to Paris. Yeah. Back home the next day. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. hear it. There's these stories of like these lads, like these crazy lads, have gone for a night out in Newcastle where they live, and they've woken up in Spain. Yeah. They're just tanked up. Can you imagine that? They're tanked up yeah. at the end of the night. They've gone to the airport. There's flights going out from 5.30 a.m. So kicking yeah, yeah. out the clubs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go to Spain. Yeah, fuck it. And they just fly. Is Spain behind you in time? It's an hour. Europe is just... Oh, it's pretty much just an hour yeah. either way. Yeah, Europe's an hour difference pretty yeah. much. I still, I still want to do a trip around Europe. Yeah, for sure. It has to be done. Yeah, there's some really cool places. Yeah. It's good to visit. But like you say, you know, with England, same with England as well. People are like, do you miss it? Would you go back? Would you ever live back there? And I'm like, no, not at all. It's an, it's an amazing place. Yeah. You, you'd go, you'd, boys like yourself would go and visit. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyone who's a tourist would have the time of their life yeah. to go and live there. Yeah. Nine months of the year, it's cold. It's windy. That's the thing about dark. Australia. Even, even when it's in winter, you can still go to the beach in yeah. Australia. Yeah. I don't think I've put a jumper on. Yeah. In 18 months. Yeah. I was going to say, our parents have a pool, and I think when we still lived at home, it was used all year round. Crazy. Yeah. Like, even in winter, we'd be like, yeah, fuck it, let's go in the pool. I mean, there are places that get cold. Like, we... Like, up, spent, he- up here, it's good. Yeah, up, like, like, it's beautiful where in. we are, but we, we spent four years in Canberra where, when it was cold, it was cold. Probably wasn't cold for you, but mm. it, was, it was fucking cold. I but, remember uh, seeing it snow for the first time at our house. Yeah. Snowing in the backyard, and I was like, yeah. That's how you know it's cold. Yeah. Well, back home we play. You know, we're playing some football games. Those football games on a Tuesday night. Yeah. It you kick off seven forty-five at night, and it's probably zero degrees, and the temperatures drop in. Obviously, yeah. as it gets like, I remember playing a game, and the pitch was physically freezing under our feet. There's frost on the pitch. Yeah. I it's think we played. I one played game. a game of footy in yeah. Canberra, and um, when we kicked off, it was cold, but when we kicked off, it was fine. I think just before halftime it started snowing. So you'd yeah. go in to tackle people and like slap their back. Yeah. And Fingers are purple. Yeah. It's horrid. Yeah. That, yeah, that was a su- like freezing. Sunday morning, nine o'clock kickoff. Mm. Yeah. Freezing. 
And you think most of the season, most of the football season in England is in cold weather. Yeah, winter. All year round. Because you see them running around in like long sleeves, gloves yeah. and shit. Yeah, thermals yeah. and everything. Yeah. 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 And that's what I find amazing about this country. You know, like I say, even in the winter, you can get up in the morning at 5am, 5.30am, go and watch the sunrise, go and walk on the beach, maybe in a jumper, shorts, yeah. done. In England, you, you know, you stay at home, you stay in bed, it's dark till... We used to get on site at eight, and it was still dark. Yeah. And you used to have to knock off at three thirty because it was getting dark. Yeah, yeah. And there's just nothing. There's nothing you can do that doesn't cost. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? You want to go and do something in the week, in the evening. You've got to go and go to a pub. Yeah, right. You've got to go out for food. It's just like out here. There's so many things you can do. Yeah. yeah. Even even on a weekend in England, it's that cold. You can't go down to the beach or you can't go out to the park and have a. Barbecue. Yeah, you can't go for a walk. You can't go yeah, to yeah. have a barbecue for free with your mates. Yeah. Down outside, yeah. every you've got to go to a pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like here, like you said, you can get up, watch the sunrise, maybe have a jumper on, but by the time the sun's up, you're sweating. By the time you get back to the car, yeah. Whereas in England, you're wearing three <laughs> three jumpers, and balaclava. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is home now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I always knew in in my head I was coming out for the two years, but I always knew I was gonna. It's part of doing my degree as well, where I knew that would help me try and get sponsorship with work, which yeah. is ultimately it did. Obviously, it didn't work out that I went on that in the end. Is your mate still here? Yeah, so he's just he's got his residency recently, probably about a year ago now, actually. Yeah. Um, so he, the plan was always to stay, and I think after being here for about a, a month, I I just knew, yeah, that was yeah. it. Find find your sounds cheesy, but you you know find me a happy place. Yeah. yeah, it's just everything about the place is so amazing. You guys don't realize. I know how lucky you are. I know. Yeah, yeah. and even now I take it for granted. Yeah, you know, like you say, so you're having a bit, a bit of a down day, or you're tired, or something, and it's just like even more recently, where England has still been locked down till what the last month or so. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've had a couple, haven't they? Like yeah. come out, gone back in. They've only, I think, only in the last month they've started reopening gyms and stuff. Yeah. And it's literally like, you know, you th- maybe you're having a bad day, you think, fuck, I, I wish I had this or that, whatever. And then I'm like, you got to take a step back and just go, hang on a minute, my mates are still in lockdown. Yeah. It, they've been in lockdown all winter, so it's been crap. Yeah. And yeah. I'm walking along the beach. Yeah, walking along down in Burley with, with, with my dog and my girlfriend. Yeah. No mask, just free. In the Gold Coast in yeah. 30 degrees. I'm yeah. like, what have you got? What have you got to worry about in life? It's like, that's yeah. It's why it's so easy. It's tough with family. You know, you miss your family. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I say, I mean, the way to describe it, I miss my family. I don't miss, my, I don't miss the place. Yeah. yeah. Have you, do you have siblings? Yeah, I've got a sister. Right. Yeah. Is she older or younger? Younger. Yeah. Who's the oldest out of you two? Me. It doesn't look like it, but yeah, it's me. I'd have gone the other way, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. does. Jared's 24 this year. But then you can tell that it makes sense because what they always say that the, the younger the younger ones always like the mouthy the mouthy knobhead one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is. It, it absolutely is. And yeah. then our younger brother is he's a mouthy knob even, as well. He's even worse than Matt. So, so yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Has your younger sister expressed any interest in coming? Oh, she can't at the moment, but coming over or she? They'll come to visit. So her and her, her and her partner they're getting married. Um. Yeah, they're getting married. I think. May next year, um, so hopefully, kind of things are back to normal for me to get back for that. Is yeah. that in England, or are they doing something like Greece? That's, that's in England. Yeah, that, yeah. That, they'll do that in England. Yep. Um, 
but her partner, she's got, she's got a, a, a little, a little daughter. Yep. So you know, that's like she's set. She'll yeah, be awesome. Out, she'll be out there. Yeah. Um, I think mum, mum's looking forward to retiring and being able to come out here for three yeah, months, yeah. Yeah. three yeah. months of the year, and and have a getaway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're they're all set over there. So it's just just me out here on on me ones, mate. And when everything's back to normal, you might have to take us on a tour. Sure, back yeah. Home, yeah. Take us back over. Yeah, definitely. That's I can't wait to take. You know, Brit's never been to Europe. Yeah, she's never been to England, and you know, like you go to England as a tourist, you'll do the stereotypical things. But I was like, yeah, because she's with me. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, show her the the, the real attractions the that roots, people don't yeah. Yeah, yeah. realize. Some and some of the best times, like some of the best nights she'll have. Is sat in the Brit, yeah, yeah, with a load of weirdos <laughs> drinking country folk, <laughs> drinking two pound pints. Nice, yeah, nice. and they're, and they're things that as tourists you never do. Yeah, you, you go, go to, to yeah, places. you'll go to London and Manchester and whatever, and yeah, get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly before we knock off, Narang Eagles off oh, to a flying mate. start this year. <laughs> We're flying, yeah, we're flying. You undefeated? Uh, no, they uh, we, we we lost one game. Yeah, um, I should put out that I didn't play that one. Yeah. so Rivers. Oh, is that un- makes sense. Rivers yeah. is undefeated. Beautiful. Um, so is it the <laughs> local A grade? Gold Coast Prem. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think the way it, it works a bit different out here. You know, you've got your A league, which I think is kind of run a bit like a franchise league, similar right. to the MLS. Right. In England, it's all a football pyramid. So no matter what league you're in, effectively teams currently in the tenth tier in ten years could be a Premier League team. Yeah. yeah. You win the league, you go up. Whereas yep. here it's different. Yep. Um but yeah, we've got off to a really good start, mate. And it's amazing just playing with your mates. Yep. Um you can't can't really knock it. Yep. Um Yeah, have you seen the saxophone? I have. That's cool. Yeah. Very that cool. needs to go viral, I think. Yeah. I have. have so, so they've got a you know, um I'll get a video up for you. So, so we, as part of a new club, so when you join a new club, I think this is an international rule. It's probably the same with rugby. When you join a new club, you sing an initiation song, right? We've got to dance right. or a tri You do a dance, yep. right. Yep. So we signed a few new lads this year. And uh, the one lad plays the saxophone. Yeah. And for his initiation song, he's got the sax out. And he's done it with one of the other lads and they've done the tequila song. Right. And we're like, perfect. And then we've just kind of, we've just clocked, you know, because every team needs their winning song. Yeah. And you know, you're sick of the old sweet Carolines yeah, and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just boring. And me and it was me and Paoli and we clicked and we were just like, fuck, how good would it be if we can get him to bring his sacks to every game and when we win in the uh in the change room after. Chuck him in the middle of the circle. And mate, I'll get you get you a video up. We'll have to It's uh, fucking hot. Yeah. Well, I'll have to send it to you. You get it you can get it on your page for yeah. the, for the listeners. This goes crazy. It's it's good because in a lot of the Gold Coast grounds, you know, there's not loads of money in this game, so it's nice yeah. and tight. And often, often yeah. you can hear the other teams' team talk. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a bit of a, it's a bit of a shit house, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you love it because yeah. you you know that they can hear absolutely everything, and they they all of a sudden you, this lad sparks up a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> and they must be thinking, what the fuck is going? Yeah, on? yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. I think it'd be good for him too as well, making him feel at home in a new club. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. For like, him. Yeah. yeah. He loved it, and you know, it's. <laughs> That's yeah. massive. Like, that is fucking cool. It's yeah. the main... And, you know, I said to the boys, I was like, that. you know, if we're serious about winning things, I was like, by the end of the season, we need to make sure every single person in this league is sick of that song. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, if you win the grand final, you get him out in the middle of the field. Yeah, you on the mic. Like <laughs> yeah, I think he just does a. I think he just does a whole performance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well. Anyway. That'd be a thing too. Like, can you imagine playing against that team in the sheds at halftime and be like, "I'm not hearing that fucking saxophone yep. this afternoon." Yeah. There's no way I'm hearing that saxophone. Just yeah. so we can't hear that. Yeah. Well. Anyway, yeah, we've been going for a, where are we at? an hour, hour and, and a bit. Damn, we can talk. It's good. Um, yeah, well, thanks for coming on, Harv. No, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having me. It's been really good. We've been uh, overdue a chat. We were talking about it in the first couple of weeks about getting you on, but, you know, yeah. Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, is pretty hard to accommodate our needs. So thank yeah. thank, uh, thank ScoMo for the Labor Day holiday up in Queensland. Yeah. You beauty. And it gives a different perspective. You know, you boys have done its, you know, your rugby league stuff. Yeah. It's your yeah. Bit of insight into the football, yeah. We well, want to kind of, yeah. That's why we we changed the logo a bit because we wanted to move away from just being a rugby league podcast. Mm. Um, so we want to kind of branch off, talk to a couple of AFL players, soccer players, whatever else. If you play darts, hit us up, talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's been a good chat. So thanks for coming on. Um, we will. I will try and be more active on social media. Um, we're getting a couple of shirts out today to a couple of people who have. Bought them, um, but yeah, they are, they are they are all ready to rock. So if you want to shoot us a DM with sizes or any questions about that, um, I'm currently wearing an extra large navy blue shirt. It's comfy than a motherfucker. Um, I'll post a photo. And he is wide. Yeah, I'm broad, broad <laughs> as shit. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll post a photo so you guys can kind of see how it fits. Um, but yeah, going forward, we're gonna try and. Knock out a little bit more consistency. Um, Brock is occupied with some physiotherapy commitments. Um, so hopefully when his availability clears up a little bit more, we'll have him back on. Um, but besides that, you got anything to sign off on, J-Rod? Absolutely not. No? no. Uh, any shout-outs or any, uh, any, any digs you want to have before we clock off? I don't think so, no. No? No, I'd love to, but... All right, then. Shout-out Brett Gorman. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Gorman, shout out Dicko. Um, yeah. But yeah. Shout out the Squire boys. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having us again. Um, we'll try to get back next week. I don't think yeah. we'll. Hopefully yeah. we'll be back. Nah, let's just fucking book it in. We'll be back next week um, for episode, where are we even at? Six? Seven? Don't know. I think this is seven. Let's have a look. Or eight. We should, because we did the bonus episode. something we should know. Yeah. Uh, this will be episode eight. There we go. All right. Well, thanks for having us. See you next time. Peace out.